DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, y'all? It's your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And real talk, man, I don't like doing no episode without my dog, my man, my Girl, partner. scream like I'm Keith. <laughs> What's good, brethren? Yes. Channel in my inner Marvin Albert. What it is, people? <laughs> Shout out to Marv, right? Yo, Marv is retired. You know, he this used to be his time of year. Yeah, he retired. Yeah, right? man. Imagine, man, like I don't know, like 50, 60 years, you just hear this dude's voice. Yes. He's the original bounce back from cancellation. What, what, word. <laughs> no, not not an original, but am I should say. No, he is. Because he Yeah, he did well with uh that was weird. That was weird for that time. You know, he got in trouble for. Um, but it wasn't like bad. It was just like embarrassing, right? But there would be no uh, Jeffrey Tubin if there was no Marv Albert. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> he, he paid he the way. how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, his joint. I think it was just embarrassing. But when you look back at it, it wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't me too bad. But I think for the time, somebody of his stature, it was like wow. Like uh, what was it? Like he, he was having consensual sex, but he was biting people on the yeah. back. Yeah. I think it. I I think it was definitely like it didn't fit his personality because he was kind of like, you know, uh, uh, the 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 consummate broadcaster of perfect. You know, he's professional all the time, so it didn't quite match. And he's small, so something about you having, I guess, weird, you know, dominant sex is is at the time was like, oh yeah, well let's let's point it in. But this is pre sex tape, celebrity sex tapes, and pre you know what I'm saying like. the internet, right? I, I believe it was pre-internet, or, or at least the, the rise of the internet. So um, it was different times. Yeah, it was it, it was pre all of that stuff you just mentioned, and post Tupac and Mike mm. Tyson. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, so it was like we didn't have the different grades of it. It was either just missionary or it was rape. <laughs> like we didn't. From our public figures, we didn't understand anything in between. That's funny you say that because if you ended up on the front page of the Daily News, you was all the same. You was Anthony Weiner, you was Tupac, you was fucking Mike Tyson, you was Marv Albert. As long as you ended up yeah. on that front page, you was you was in that category. Elliot Spitzer, you was you know what I'm saying all of that. And it's um, I was telling uh my shorty that the other day she had to do jury duty, and she was you know wanted to get out of it, and she was like. I guess the case they presented her. She's like, this motherfucker's guilty. He's a pedophile. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a mad people uh, counts against him. Da 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 da. And I'm like, that's all they got to do is hit you with the accusation, and it's done. Like they hit you once you get the the accusation, you're you're guilty till proven innocent. Yeah. But it's funny you mentioned Mike Tyson, man. Your man Mike back in the news. Where you seen that seen that video of him on the plane? Yo, man, my man Mike. <laughs> You know what's funny about Mike? Just looking at him through the years, we got to see him grow, like him work on himself. He built his family and stuff like that. Let me tell you how good his rehabilitation, not just like his PR, public, his image rehabilitation, but him just personally as far as, like he's just a cool guy now doing goofy comedies like Hangover and all that. The Me Too crew didn't even touch, like they... You didn't hear them say anything about him. This dude was convicted of rape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but when's the last time you've heard about that? I, I mean, at least I haven't. You know what I'm saying? That so one. The, remember that yeah. interview where he blacked out on the dude because he brought it up. I think in the interview that's the like that was a minute ago. That uh, was the yeah. last time I heard about that. And that's only right, because see, Mike made it an issue. That. But that's only because Mike made it an issue because I think he was promoting his uh, one man show and the dude brought it up. He's like, "Why would you bring that up?" You know what I mean? But um, yeah. yeah. But even that was kind of like, it wasn't necessary for the interview, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like uh, a way to get headlines, a way to get clickbait. But now nah, my fault, I, I cut you off. Go ahead, say what you were saying. No, nah, I, I was just saying. So like you saw him, like he's just a calm dude now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the whole podcast, he's smoking all during the podcast. But Mike Tyson, like his inner Mike Tyson said, yo, man, please, you haven't let me out in a while. Just, 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 <laughs> this, just give me... Two minutes with this brother, Mike said. Cool, Mike said. All right, man, you do your thing because I I don't know how to handle this. And then old Mike squashed. Dude was was antagonizing him, and then he just stopped. <laughs> and Mike <laughs> sat down. And to my knowledge, there's no charges or nothing. I mean, I, you know, the dude. I, I'm the, of a certain age. The dude um, wasn't cooperating with police. They said when he got here, I. I don't know how much of a case he would have had because there's reports that he threw a bottle at Mike before Mike reacted like that, like a water bottle. Um, yeah. 
but he wasn't from what they say they only identified him as George and they said he has he is not cooperating uh with police they both were detained uh so the plane got off so I guess because of all the because he's a social media personality I wouldn't say star or whatever but he was they were doing something for social media him and his homeboy and um I believe because of his, I don't know if his homeboy was posting it while they were in the air or whatever, but I'm assuming because of all the video, he probably just figured like, I don't really have much of a, a leg to stand on here. Yeah. And it's interesting and though. And he was uh, drunk. How, how, how they posted, yeah, exactly. And how they posted that stuff. It's kind of, it doesn't, I don't know if it, I don't want to say it incriminates them, but it doesn't make them look good. But I guess to their followers, they, you know, it was fun and. It looks good. So I That's guess how maybe stupid to, they are, bro. That's how stupid right. social media makes you, man. Like you could have had a case if you just edited out the first, the first part <laughs> where your man was acting like a dick. Like, what do you? What, why would you even show that part? Like, I would li- right. literally all I would have is around the internet is Mike Tyson stuffing my man. Like, all right, <laughs> the views they wanted. You know what I mean? So, um, it, it's yeah, it's a weird place where we. At. I think that was. I don't even think that was wild, Mike. I think that was normal, Mike. Right? Like you just. People antagonize people all the time on uh, public transportation and 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 you know what I mean uh, means of transport. So it's like I, I I don't you know what I mean you got, people have the what do they call it the breaking point. People have a, a a temper and it's like yo the 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 dynamite reached the end of the stick like it's about to blow. You know what I'm saying? And it's, sometimes that's the reaction you get when you mess with the wrong person. I think the um, Mike Tyson. Heard up. The biggest thing it shows me, and not that Mike Tyson is still considered a professional boxer, but I feel like you never have like a uh, something that you heard as a little kid and you believe like your hands are registered as lethal weapons. It shows a lot of the the, the the topics of this week, man. If you got the money to fight it, uh, you know what I'm saying you could you could do it because uh, there was a man right. He sued his former employer uh, over a birthday party and actually won four hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. Well, the settlement uh, was a uh, to that amount and uh it was all because they threw him a birthday party that he had was not interested in <laughs> and he uh you know specified to them you know celebrate this party um i don't want it because it will trigger panic attacks within me and uh bad memories i heard i don't this part i don't know how, how true it is but i heard he said he used it, he said something like it triggers memories from my childhood of you know my parents divorce um so i you know prefer not to celebrate now I worked in offices, right? And I know I get the vibe in offices. You know, I've, I've worked in a few offices. People don't want to work in offices. Like, you know what I mean? You, you like having a job in an office, but when you come there, you don't, you want to do the minimum amount of work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it feels to me like this company used the excuse of people's birthday parties to be like, yo, we taking break off from work to eat cake and, you know what I mean? Like on some of the office shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we all going to celebrate this person's birthday. And he was like, and then I also get the vibe that he might not be the most popular person in the office. <laughs> and I think when he told them that he is not interested in doing it, they were like, yeah, but now you take away us being able to, you know, have a break, right? Have us a little celebration and our day, have a party. And they decided to throw it anyway. He uh, had a panic attack during it, um, was then chastised for stealing his co-worker's joy and was uh, <laughs> was told he was being a little girl. Um, now, the thing is, I don't know the details of his panic attack, but I get the feeling it wasn't like he went to the corner and was like in his own little space. I think he was wilding the fuck out because <laughs> they asked him to go to his car and uh, take some time, you know, to calm down. Uh, they had a meeting um, about him and asked him to come into the office, which triggered another panic attack within him. Um, I don't know what was said during these panic attacks, but he was eventually asked to no, he was eventually fired. They, they, they fired him, and uh, he decided to sue and was actually awarded uh, $300,000 for emotional distress and $150,000 in lost uh, wages. Kevin Burling. Uh, and his, the people he sued was Gravity Diagnostic, Diagnostics. But, but, like, to me, I was surprised. I'm like, he got $450,000. I, you know what I think fucked him up? They called him a little girl. And told him that he was uh, stealing their joy. Like, what did that's they? You know what I mean? Had they not said that, I'd be like, "Yo, my man caught a lick." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a weird story. However, though, well, nowadays with like um, diversity and inclusion in the workplace, there's a lot more that 
uh, I think employers have to pay attention to as far as what makes people feel good or doesn't feel good or whatever it is. So I think that, I think this is going to be a lesson for employers. When a motherfucker say don't celebrate my birthday, you just, you take that, take that dude seriously and find another reason to celebrate. Right? That's the, that's the dude you'd be like, yo, don't fuck with him. <laughs> Niggas said don't celebrate his birthday. There's, there might be a religious reason around that. You know what I mean? Like something big, yeah, bigger than but, us. But they fired him though. So I, I could see why, why, why he litigated. He's like, yo, man, I told these motherfuckers do not celebrate my birthday. And, you know, pa- a panic attack is, is medical in nature so it's like firing someone because they got sick or something like they have a chronic sickness and it maybe flared up and they say oh, i gotta fire you because you flared up at work or whatever right so a panic attack is in the same vein at least as far as work is concerned it's like oh this is a condition what defines a, y'all have to make that's the thing right what defines a panic attack that's what i'm i'm lost on maybe i don't understand the definition of it but if a nigga start wilding out, I don't know if I call that a panic attack. Like he's threatening us, and he say he's saying like, would I think he used the term panic attack, which he knew was a like what do they call it a trigger word, right? Like because people would have a certain sensitivity to it. But I think he was in there just wilding, <laughs> and he was like, because <laughs> the, the company's uh, founder and chief operating officer said in the email statement, um, with the ever increasing incidence of workplace violence. This verdict sets a very dangerous precedence for employers and most importantly employees that unless physical violence actually occurs, workplace violence is acceptable. Because I guess their argument was like, yo, we fired him before he, you know, he hurt somebody. So that's what I'm saying. Like when I heard the term panic attack, I'm thinking like, like last last summer, like I almost had like a near death incident. So there was a couple weeks after that where like I literally had shortness of breath. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to, like, go outside to get, like, fresh air. I don't know if that's necessarily defined as panic attacks. I've talked to my therapist about it, and, you know, she, she seems to agree. But um, I would take that as, like, you know, panic attack. Yo, yo, this is, like, a little bit nerve-wracking for me. I got to kind of remove myself from it. I get the feeling he was in there, like, <laughs> throwing chairs over, knocking over tables. Like, yo, I will kill all y'all niggas. Yo, why y'all not listening? <laughs> why y'all not paying me attention? Oh, I- I didn't know that part. I thought he was just like and they don't they don't say the you know, they don't say the details of what he did, but for them to keep mentioning workplace violence and then the fact that they fired him. Now, I do believe they anti- they antagonized him. Why would you tell him he's being a little girl? Like why would you talk to him like that? Like I I'm not saying violence is the answer, but I could see how that would provoke a person. Maybe it's the the little the his coworkers like egging him on that probably gave him a leg to stand on with his case. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, if it is the case that he was just wilding, like people like when a dude is mad at work, like, you know, they might just start wilding. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the judge or the jury or whoever might've seen it that way. But when people say, Oh, you know, you're a little girl. And the fact that he asked for, uh, asked for them not to celebrate his birthday, I'm sure, you know, that, that gave him lots of legs to stand on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I just don't I get the vibe too. He's not the most popular person in the office, right? Because I feel like right. if you was really liked in the office and you pulled them aside and was like, "Yo, my birthday's super sensitive," da 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 for me. You know what I mean? Like I get it. This is the culture here, but they're like, "Yeah, all right, we get it. We get it, Marie." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna do that. Um, we actually, you know, it was the crazy part. They could have just had a party. <laughs> like niggas could have just made an excuse to have a party and you know what I'm saying there's no like legal yeah. precedent they had to do it on his birthday <laughs> they could have did it like the day before they could have did it the day after like yo we hit our numbers anything right so I don't, yeah. I don't know <laughs> there's been some some weird uh, lawsuits in the, in the in the news this week Um, but something and I don't know because you travel a lot more than I do but um, the mask mandate ended on airplanes uh this week uh, kind of, right? <laughs> I think a lot of people got like a question mark, like, is it cool? But um, I don't know. Did you see those videos where they announced it like mid-flight? <laughs> they told people that they could literally mid-flight to remove their mask. And uh, <clears throat> there was one video where a pilot announced it over the loudspeaker. There was another one where a singing flight attendant was walking down the aisles with a garbage bag telling people they can toss their mask away. <laughs> Which, you know, is, is kind of cool, right? And that is, it, the whole, I think, COVID in general was one of those things where it's hard to see things from the other side because, like, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, cool, no mask, comfortable, my face ain't, ain't all dry no more. And then I seen this one thing where this lady was, like, actually tight about that. Like, yo, I'm on the plane with my unvaccinated kids. How you just going to tell all these people take their mask off? 
And uh, I didn't really think about it from that side. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> I guess they could have waited till they... But there's always going to be a flight in the air, right? <laughs> when something's announced. Like, I don't... So if anything regarding something like that, I believe, you know, they're not going to wait till you land to tell you. Or you got access to news. Right. You got access to internet. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... I don't know. I, I don't think the the, the flight's uh, attendants and the flight uh, pilots were wrong for doing it. I think they were kind of excited themselves. Yeah, well, so I, I flew to Texas, uh, let me see, maybe like three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because, uh, you know, they give at the beginning of the flight, and this is before all this uh, no mask and stuff with the court and all that, uh, you know, they give the instructions, you know, flight attendant this, and if in a case of emergency, all this stuff, and the CDC or whoever requires you, the I think the FAA uh, requires you to wear a mask, federal mandate, da da da. Um, you know, hopefully that's ending soon. Uh, that's what I hear. But you know, for now, you got to do it. And so, the pilot saying that gave me the sense that they don't like that shit. For them to say it in that in that forum mm-hmm. and in that way, like hopefully it ends soon. But you know, it is what it is right now. I get the sense that the the airline industry might might just be over it, largely because a lot of the passengers are over it. I mean, motherfuckers is fighting. Like what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, you talking about Mike Tyson? <laughs> oh, like, no, 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 no. The um, passengers, like you see the videos of passengers fighting flight attendants because the flight attendants, oh, telling them no. are calling them out. Yeah, put their mask back on. Like, hey, gotcha. you gotta wear a mask. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they're just doing their job. So, they're probably like, yo, man, I can't. I, I, we just can't. You know, what I'm saying, pilots, flight attendants. I mean, flight attendants are on the front line of this thing, but. The pilot feels it too. Like if there's violence happening in the cabin, it's kind of, it's like, yo, man, like they got to fly the plane, but it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. So it reminds me of the, like the, the vaccine mandates in New York city. A lot of restaurants are frustrated. Uh, yes, because it decreases business when, you know, unvaccinated people may want to come to the restaurant or there may be a whole crew and one person's unvaccinated and the whole crew says, nah, we can't go there because you know, this Charles didn't want to vac- vaccinate. But they were also tired of having to police that kind of thing. And I f- get the sense that the airline industry was frustrated too. It would be cool if people could just come and everyone wore their masks. They probably wouldn't care about the fact that they have to oversee that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, that makes it tough. Yeah, it's like restaurants, right? Like, yo, yeah, that's like you said. Um, You got to come to this restaurant. This lady's a hostess. She's got to tell you, wonder if you're vaccinated or not. Like, it's not, <laughs> that's not her job, you know what I'm saying? And now you're putting unnecessary stress on her. Exactly. And the, uh, the next thing was that when I was on the flight, there was a large portion of the time where people just weren't wearing masks for different reasons, mostly because you were eating and you just didn't put it back on. And uh, But the thing is, I don't think it was like a big thing. Yeah. Like it was just kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know. No, it's, 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 and, and really, I think that there are people who still choose to wear it, but now it's like, if no one else is wearing it and I'm wearing it, I'm which, which you like, does that, am I still protected? Like no one knows, right? I don't think we have a definite answer on that, right? Because I was under protection. You wear your mask to protect other people from you, kind of. So, I saw a question. And then now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Department of Justice is uh trying to appeal that, right? Um, that ruling because this was this this ruling came down from a federal judge in Florida um, earlier this week, but it looks like there there's going to be some pushback on it, uh, possible appeal. I mean, I don't necessarily foresee it coming back unless there's a huge spike in um, some weird variant that pops up or you know what I mean, something like that. But I think once you get what you let something go, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I think the 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 government was ready to. <laughs> to kind of loosen up on mass mandates anyway. I, sus- I suspect that they're d- appealing this for any future decisions that they may have to make. Like, if they, if this happens, then in the future, if it really makes sense to do another mask mandate, that they wouldn't be able to do it because the law kind of took that power away. Mm-hmm. I could see a situation if um, where the Department of Justice wins the appeal. If, I don't, you know, I don't know the law enough to know whether or not they have a, a good chance of winning. But let's say they win and they say, oh, well, yeah, you could you could do a mass mandate. I think they would 
I think they would cancel the mask mandate anyway, like probably a week or two later or something like that. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's just just dick swinging, like just to like yo, this we said this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's a pissing contest because yeah. it was actually only it was extended till May third. So I mean, they were gonna right. rule if they were gonna push it from further than May third at some point anyway. So it just seems like yo, I mean y'all, come on, all right, <laughs> either we get rid of it or we not. But now y'all just causing mad confusion. You got people out here like wondering right. what the hell to do. So it's like. Like I don't know, you gotta, you got y'all gotta get y'all shit together, cause it's uh, it's nervous out here. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah. life after mass though, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm not gonna lie, I, I am liking it, bro. It's, it's cool. Like masks were expensive, like you know what I'm saying. I mean, I know they, they at the end there was offering free masks and shit like that, but for the most part, like keep, I had to keep up with masks. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't always like going someplace. Now, luckily, I worked places that gave away a lot of, you know. Well, I shouldn't take gave away, but <laughs> had a lot of masks available for the taking. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I know that shit was that shit took to that shit hit people's pockets. Like Yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm 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 glad mask is done. Hopefully we don't gotta go back, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully these boosters they can figure out whatever schedule we gotta stay with these boosters or I don't know if we reach herd immunity or whatever the case may be, but I'm I'm loving life after math, so please don't bring that one back, man. But um, there's all like I said, there's been some weird court cases this week, Keith, and um, I want to know you got an iPhone, I got an iPhone. Do we got a case, man? Because a Brazilian judge ordered Apple to compensate the iPhone buyer with a sum of one thousand dollars and uh, sorry, one thousand eighty dollars after a complaint was filed against the company's policy for not supplying a charger in the retail package of its phones. So, like when we bought an iPhone, right? It just came with that cord in the phone, right? Unless you, did, did yours, come, yours didn't come with a box, right? Uh, I don't think so. I can't even remember. It was so long ago, but I don't think mine's came with the with the box, the charger box, power box. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, so this, so if I'm reading it correctly, from what I understand, um, you know, the iPhone 12 came out, and our, our Apple argued that removing the charger would reduce the environmental burden contributed by e-waste, with the assumption that most smartphone users have a charger lying around. So they're saying like you previously had one anyway that could fit. Um, the decision wasn't liked by smartphone buyers, but you know it's Apple, so what are we gonna do? <laughs> but right now, you know, what I'm saying your, your man. Which I don't even know, like if a thousand dollars after legal fees, <laughs> I don't even know how much he's keeping from that. But I think it was more so for the principle of it. Um, yeah. That hopefully, you know, this might become a, a class action uh, uh, case. But it is kind of funny, right? I mean, and, and I guess Apple's they might have a leg to stand on by saying the environmental, because we do have a lot of environmental e waste. Like, what do you do with? AirPods after they don't work anymore. There's no, you know, you toss that shit, right? What do we do with? I don't like most people. I don't know what people do with their old phones. I trade my old phones in, but I don't know. Some people might hold on to them, and then eventually, after a couple of years, be like, "I'm tossing this." So, I have heard that there is a considerate amount of e-waste that we're uh, making as technology is uh, is is advancing. Um, but I didn't. I ain't gonna front. Like I ain't feel some type of way when I popped that box open. I was like, "Hold on, I got it." I think AT and T gave me a deal. Now that I'm now that I'm talking about it. Like when I bought it, I think homie told me before I even opened it. He was like, "Yeah, there's no da da da." But we're offering like fifty percent off of accessories because of some deal. So I think I ended up having to pay, but it, it was worked in the. I didn't have to pay much for the box, but still, it's kind. Of, I had to pay something. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying so that's a weird assumption because what if you just switched over like what if you just you might be your first smartphone you know what I mean you can't just assume that the, the user doesn't have it so I don't know you think it's gonna change something in the in the technology game hell no <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, I feel as if uh, well firstly it's a Brazilian court but I, I think Apple Apple's like alright we, we, we take the L on that one maybe in Brazil we put a warning on the box this shit doesn't have the little charging box so buyer beware or something like that it's the bbl of lawsuits i don't, I don't yeah because <laughs> apple is going towards the the direction of having just less stuff in in their boxes so you know you see that movement to the USB-C thing so instead of having the regular big usb joint they have the, the little USB-C. uh oh they, they got rid of the headphone jack and all this shit and i i heard a rumor it was just a rumor, like on a random blog or something, but like they would consider getting rid of the charging port, like the the the, the hole or whatever. Mm. You make it all what uh, wireless, straight up cordless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't think this changes nothing. I think this is like a 
the uh, a court case on the level of like Judge Steve Harvey, uh, Judge Judy type <laughs> shit. Some like you show up and be like, "Yo, man, these niggas didn't have a box." All right, <laughs> basically the court decision was a refund, but instead of getting a refund, you you get the you get the money of the price of an iPhone and a third of that goes to your lawyers. So really, now you have to go back and buy some like a Motorola Razor or some shit. <laughs> nah, it, it, it's it's not gonna change anything. Uh, they said Apple's not even planning on changing anything in that in that country alone <laughs> you know what i'm saying so they definitely ain't, ain't doing it they saved billions by removing the charges from the retail box so yeah you, like i said you ain't putting that toothpaste back in there <laughs> you know what i mean it ain't happening but um it's interesting though because i didn't i've had uh i've apple uh phones for the past few years so when you get like a google you've had google like a google phone you've had you jumped around with a few brands they all come with the charger box well, I've only had a Google. Uh, I think I had a Samsung also. Yeah, they all came with the. I don't know if the Samsung came with the box, but I had a Google and that came with the box. Mm. Yes, it's it's real in these streets, man. But uh, we getting a little tight on time, so Keith, we gonna switch it up to a little bit of Have You Heard? Uh huh. Connected. I got a quest. I just want to get your opinion on this, man. I, this isn't even like brand new, but I, as you, 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 Oklahoma recently, you know, are, they're trying to outlaw abortion. Uh, Texas as well. Um, they've they've done it previously, and a lot of people were traveling from Texas to Oklahoma to get it done. Florida uh, as well. In 2022, man, I, I guess not even have you heard, but just how do you feel about? Uh, where the abortion rights looks like it's heading in this country. Uh, so I, I, I won't speak to the, the actual how I feel about the policy. I'll speak to the importance of being uh, of civic duty, like voting and and all this type of stuff. Like the, you know, the, conser- the politically conservative, they did a masterful multi- decade uh quest did a good job of putting all these political pieces together to make this kind of thing happen so for years you've been hearing about the whole roe v wade thing Mm -hmm. and people on the other side of it they just you know it's a lot of protests and stuff like that but like to put put people in place to combat the move towards um the abolition of of or the effective abolition of uh reproductive rights they didn't. They weren't savvy enough. the The liberal wing wasn't savvy enough uh, uh, at trying to put together political pieces to keep uh, reproductive rights in place. So what you're seeing here is honestly like a a, a genius mastermind type shit mm-hmm. that they're doing. So on the federal level, you know they can't or they won't abolish abortion rights and or put any kind of limitations on it. But on the state level. They're, they're carving away at it, like, really, like, fucking Dr. Evil type moves. So, for instance, I think in Texas, they don't they don't straight up say, oh, well, you can't run an abortion clinic or whatever. They'll, they'll do something like, or they did something like um, civilians can do a, law, a, a lawsuit against anyone who performs an abortion and, and, and against the doctor or, or something like that. Or if you knew somebody or the, the, the dad or... It was it, it's it's legal mumbo jumbo, but they effectively they said, all right, Texas, it's a wrap if you want an abortion, and then now Oklahoma and like you said, they go to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's like, all right, don't come here. Florida's leading the way. Uh, Governor DeSantis pr- probably going to run for president. He's leading the whole uh, state conserv you know con- conservative movement, and people's following his lead. So. I would say vote if you don't like it and vote, be local, uh, be part of that shit. I know a lot of liberal folks are moving to Austin. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers should start a revolution and a political revolution. And that's that, man. Mm-hmm. This politics shit is very complex, but all you got to do is just get involved. Yeah, but it affects it affects everyday shit. It affects our people more than anything because the, the people who have yeah. the 
means can travel to a state where they can go get it. But people who do not have the means and do not have the travel and do not have the ability to take a week off from work and do not, you know what I mean? They they can't, they're stuck. And, you know what I mean? The, right. Something happened. The, the, the way that these laws are written, you get raped, you get a victim of incest. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, there's no options for you. You know what I'm saying? There's no, like, there's no loophole in there for that. And it's, from what I understand, um, and I'm not going to front like I'm the most... Uh, up to date on everything but within the next two months i know the court is going to decide on mississippi's 15 week abortion ban um how, the legalities of that and based off of what the supreme court uh decides on that that can change literally everything uh roe v wade has, has caused in this country um 23 states which is almost half of the country have laws on their books that would clamp down on abortion access um so it's it's, it's nerve-wracking man and 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 I, like you know just because i'm not a, a woman doesn't mean i can't feel you know what i'm saying for what they're going through and how like like fuck that is man like it's <laughs> it's not cool and i guess you know i have sis i have a sister i have you know a daughter i have a mother it's it's and i'm i'm honestly not i'm I'm pro-choice you know what i'm saying i don't i don't i don't but i necessarily don't you know what i mean i'm not a fan of abortion i'm not crazy about you know what i mean what it is but i'm also like you're not gonna tell me what i can do i'm not gonna tell you what you could do you know what i'm saying type of type of thing so it's just the fact, I don't know, and I think bigger than anything, just the fact to see that certain laws that I was born with, you know, are being taken away. And it might not affect me directly, but, you know, you can't live by that. Well, it don't affect me. I ain't going to say nothing because, you know what I'm saying, when they came for the for the gypsies, nobody did nothing. And then they came for the, the Arabs, nobody did nothing. And then they came for the Jews, nobody did nothing. And then when they came for me, there was nobody else to speak up. You know what I'm saying? So All right. <laughs> you got you to gotta speak up when shit look funny. Keith, have you heard Tennessee passes a bill requiring junk drivers to pay child support if they kill a parent? Um, Tennessee legislator passed a bill Wednesday that would require drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill a parent and are convicted of vehicular homicide due to intoxication. Um, I think I think that's pretty good. I guess if you get vehicular homicide or aggravated vehicular homicide due to intoxication, um, you'll pay the child support if any parent killed in that crash as any minor children uh payments will continue until each child reaches 18 years old and graduates from high school that's interesting uh well firstly shout out to the harvard law review edition of perfect talk podcast <laughs> but uh this shit wow uh, you know that's interesting man so, uh, sometimes i i admire them southern states we were just talking about the abortion piece but like Southern states are, are good at making biblical pub punishments. Okay. And uh, this is like a, but the but biblical pu- punishments that keep up with the times. Like this is a very modern high tech way of, I don't know, just you don't want somebody to do something. So you make the punishment subtly severe. So maybe you can't lock them up for 30 years, but in effect, you're going to lock them up for 21 years. So, uh, that's, that's interesting now, not, but also the South has a way of these biblical punishments. Somehow they affect black people, uh, in a, in a more profound way. So I wonder how, what that's going to look like in real life. It sounds cool. Like, man, you know, drunk people need to stop drunk driving. You kill somebody who got kids. You need to take care of them kids. But on the other hand is the is the, the the iron the iron hammer of the law going to be applied equally across the land i, I don't think so because i'm just thinking about it when you think about drunk driving a lot of that shit a lot of those cases get dismissed because you pay for mm-hmm. a good lawyer and they they tie the, the prosecutor up in in paperwork all right let's let's you know you plead you down a disorderly conduct or something like that or, or you know, man, man no, yeah. or whatever. Like, the, just, they're gonna be fighting that even harder now. Right, right. So, so if you don't have money, you go with the public defender, and you need to check out that Mike Epps stand up. He got a joint in there. Like, man, these damn public defenders. And he said, you got. They just got some young dude with a stack of papers and just show you the papers. <laughs> like, is that your name? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't want that if you you know you go into court for drunk for for, for, for you know. A drunken, I guess a drunk vehicular manslaughter, whatever it is, so whatever drunk case you got, like any any case actually. Yeah, I remember yeah. when I uh, found stuff. myself in some legal trouble, yeah. and uh, I, I typically call Keith 
<laughs> if I find myself in any like kind of trouble. And I told him uh, what my game plan was in terms of public defense. And he said, uh, nigga, don't do that. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> and if you really think about it, like the prosecutor, right, and the, the public defender, they have lunch in the same building. They work for the, <laughs> they pretty much work for the same company. Like what he's not incentivized to win your case. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it's not. So it's like, it's, it's the whole system's fucked. Right. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta, why would you go yeah. that route? But yeah, no, it, this, I think this is good though. Cause drunk driving is so stupid, man. Like we have Uber, we have Lyft, we got everything out here, bro. It's, it's, it makes no sense. I get mad if I hear my friends tell me anything slightly related to them drunk driving, not only cause they hurt themselves and you know, they would be gone for their families, but also they could have hurt somebody else. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's. I think this is a, this is a great law. Nobody wants to pay child support, especially for some kids that ain't yours. <laughs> you definitely don't want to pay that. My thing is, if you get locked up, though, how are you? You really just back charging people, right? Because it's like where you know, what I mean, it's gonna be hard yeah. for you to get a job out of it. How like how? It's not like you just go back to your life and now we just gonna hit your your job. You know what I'm saying? You you kill somebody's parents or driving drunk, you have to serve some time. Um... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's some biblical shit because, like, it's, it gets deep. Like you said, you go to you might you know even if it's five months, you're a felon. You know, hard for you to get a job. So now you got to pay child support, and they probably won't do child support like a family court where it's a percentage. They might just say, hey, you know what? This dad, he you know you killed him. He was making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. These kids need to, you know, let's say. 40% of that went to the kids so you gotta pay that and he had three kids you gotta pay that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like they, it'll be some biblical shit I, I don't know if it's right or wrong I hope it's, it's it's equitable as far as like across all offenders nah I don't think it will be but that's some biblical shit that, that binds what's the, the term whole that they use uh, I think arrears I think is what they call it um <laughs> when you owe shit from before <laughs> that's yeah anyone who pay child support you arrears ain't no word you want to hear yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so if i understand correctly that shit is adding up as you're serving your sentence time right so right. let's say you get five years you now you come out you're already five years behind and then everything from that point on so you have to catch up to that to to, to zero just to get just to get right you know what i'm saying or they lock you up again Right. So yeah, no, there there is some deeper shit to this actually. If you really and by adding that child support aspect to it is it sounds really good. And like I said, it hasn't been put in the law yet, signed in the law yet. But it looks like it's heading that way. But it does sound really good in principle. But it's like the yeah, it's, it's, it might be fucking some people over. Not that, and I guess I guess it's it's not up to me to decide if it's deserving or not. But yeah, think about driving drunk. Let's let's make it. <laughs> it's a good deterrent because this ain't there ain't nothing you want to go through. Right. Um, Keith, have you heard the baby shot somebody? Somebody else? Or, 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 or the... <laughs> somebody I, mean, I heard broke... from Dave Chappelle. I went Dave Chappelle dry snitched on the stand-up. Did the baby shoot somebody else? <laughs> yes. Uh, someone broke onto the baby's compound, and uh, the baby lit him up. Uh, Could have killed him, but did not. <laughs> Chose not to. Um, but yeah, and, and then called the police. That's told dope. him, uh, <laughs> told him about it. You know, what I mean, uh, told you know had his had his legal weapon uh, used for it, and and said uh, he and and told homeboy, you know, go on and heal up. You know, I mean, you got. I, I he said I spared someone's life today. Go on ahead and heal up. Decided not to press charges. Wow. Mm. All right, that's kind of it's uh, kind of a cool story. <laughs> I just got a cool like that's some that's a movie shit right there. Yeah. Um, and I heard it was a white dude. <laughs> I don't know how uh-huh. true that part is, <laughs> but I heard it was a white dude. Um, I got so let me get this straight. You you believed every aspect of that story, but when you said it's a white dude, you said I don't know about that. I, I don't know <laughs> about it being a white burglar. <laughs> That's the part you don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I believe all of it. You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with you. It make me want to go to one of them down south <laughs> states where like guns is like is not frowned upon. Cause I'm like, damn, you just little white dude up, <laughs> just went, went back home afterwards. I'm like, yo, that's they take their gun laws serious, bro. You broke on that man's property. <laughs> All right. 
Um, nah, but I don't. I, I'm trying. Um, but yeah, shot him in the leg, <laughs> and then like you hear him on the nine one one call, the dude that got shot. He's screaming in agony in the background. They're like, you know, is he alive? Is he da da da? He's like, you hear him, don't you? <laughs> it sounded like he was collecting evidence. Like, listen, man, this dude is alive. You do you hear him? <laughs> Say your name and birth date, my man. He said, "Look, he said, um, she said, he said, I, I, uh, I shot him in the leg." The lady said, "Okay, why'd you do that?" Uh, he said, uh, "He's trespassing on my property. I don't know what he's here for. What he's here to take. What he's here to do. He's neutralized until you guys get here." The lady says, "Are you with them now?" Uh, yes, he's right here in front of me. He's bleeding. He's been shot. <laughs> and then they said for the duration of the call the suspect could be heard crying in pain <laughs> man the, the baby's probably a certified paralegal man he probably knows he said he's been neutralized he's laying here he's bleeding uh, he's lost this is a, a paralegal and an EMT he's like yo I don't I'm not playing y'all ain't arresting me for shit I had it was well within my rights yeah, but by the way, he handled that Danny Lay situation when he had her arrested. I was like, he baby done been through some shit. Yep. <laughs> baby definitely done been through some shit because he knows how to handle some some situations the right way, man. Uh, so shout out to the baby. But yo, stay out of trouble, dog. I'm, I don't like that. You know, it's always violence. You know what I'm saying around him. Luckily, he's not on the receiving end of a uh, a lot of it. But I, you know, your luck runs out sometimes. So I'm hoping whatever element is attracting that around him. You know what I'm saying? He could get away from that and uh you know continue to be successful or i almost forgot almost forgot this one keith we almost got out of here because I, I i think i've been avoiding this whole subject because i don't want us to get canceled but you know you i don't know how to tiptoe around every subject <laughs> to be politically correct so i mean i, I don't know <laughs> but have you heard two new jersey inmates are impregnated after having sex with a transgender prisoner I did hear about that, and there's so much I don't know about it. <laughs> so I'll be honest, there's so much I don't understand about it, and I think I'll admit to my own ignorance that uh, two women, right? Uh, one of them transgender. No, no, th- two actual. Nope, sorry. So you almost <laughs> got a tiptoe. Two. Um, what's the what's the word? Two cis Violent, women. Cis women. Cis. <laughs> sister sister um two cis women one transgender woman born a man now a woman so that's the three parties involved um th- this the transgender person still has their uh anatomy intact and was able to impregnate um these two women have you seen the picture of <laughs> the the prison. Well, uh, wait, let me. Wait, 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 wait. No, I have not seen the pictures. So, so, uh-huh. so, women's prison. Uh, two, two, uh, two cisgender women, and one uh-huh. transgender woman. Uh, <laughs> I just sent. You, I just sent you the picture of transgender the, uh, woman, the transgender inmate. That, when you get a chance, check that out. <laughs> got it. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. I, I can't put him in the women's chair. Yeah, man. That looked uh, like one of them filters. You know that what? Like, I, I would say like this. A good filter. <laughs> it looked like they did one of the filters, but it didn't even come out good. Like the, the shit couldn't read his face properly. Because the nigga still looked like a dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'd say this. I, I think that... Uh, it goes back to the diversity and inclusion thing. I, I think that the world is changing and uh, majority parties, like majority, um, when you're in the majority, when it comes when, with regard to diversity, it's hard to understand. It's hard to understand the plight of the minority. and It's hard to understand all the mechanics. And I think I'm in that position where I just do not understand the mechanics of um, the transgender okay. experience. And I think that re- uh, regulators and legislators don't fully understand it also. So now when you look at something like this, I think one of the questions they must be asking is like, how how, how do we get a grasp of the definitions and the, the healthcare aspect and the mental health aspect and the societal aspect? 
because I know I, I I I have to. I imagine that the administrators, the higher ups at the prison, probably all the way up to the governor, have to be. It was was it a public prison? Do you know, or was it one of the private ones? It's in New Jersey. You know, That's all I know. Um, like the, the New Jersey prison, and I'm trying to see. So the higher ups have to be like, how do you? Because it's a big thing when people put transgender women in a man's prison. Like that's, it's. There are cases of injustices, but I'm sure legislators have to draw a line somewhere, right? But where does that line belong in a case like this? That in in a in a thing that we just don't understand that well. And I think that as a society we're grappling with that. So now you're talking about a woman getting pregnant in jail. Oh, it's by one of the prison guards. No, it's by another inmate. Mm. All right, like the, it's it's hard to wrap my brain yeah. around that. And I have to admit that there's some ignorance on my part, and I'm still grappling with my own ignorance, trying to wrap my hands around all these these uh around this fact pattern. So I say that about this case. All right, um, and I think there's a, I think it's, I, I think we just don't know, right? Because we we what's the uh, Leah Tom Tom Thomas? I might be messing her name up. What was the uh, yeah, the swimmer? That's a swimmer. I don't remember her yeah, name. I know the first um, name is Leah. But even there was controversy with uh, for you guys who don't know, uh, Yale. Does she go to Yale, Keith? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. She uh, was a tra- he 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 was a swimmer. Um, then he tr- uh, what's the word? Transitioned into uh, a, a female swimmer and um, was just dominating, right? Or dominated at least one event that I know of. But from what I get, just dominating. Um, leaps and bounds, and there was people that we you know wondered about the fairness of that. I think the NCAA does something based on your testosterone levels, if you know you apply or, or are eligible. Um, but it was like, yo, you were kind of mediocre as a male swimmer, and now you're dominating as a female swimmer. You know what's the fairness in that? Um, and then there's that one funny picture where you see them in place in first, second, and third, and the girl in third place looks really pissed off <laughs> that she lost. Um, and it's just like, yo, it's, it's so it's, it's controversial. But I think the real thing is, I think I understand the question mark over it, but you kind of got to, and I get it. Yeah, everyone's confused and no one knows the right answer. But it's possible that these women were that were impregnated non-consensually. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are saying it's consensual, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is. You know what I'm saying? Because it's prison rules. Apply, you know what I'm saying? So they don't want to necessarily snitch. They're still locked up. It's not like they're getting out because they got impregnated. So it's like it's possible that this could have been non-consensual, and now you put these women in a very unsafe situation. Oh, you're saying they may have been raped? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm just saying it's possible that this wasn't, you know what I'm saying, to like consensual. That You know what I mean? Like, just because... They might not want to receive backlash for snitching on this person. I don't know what this person's status is. In the, I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing is just question marks. But I think the possibility does is there that they this this could have been forceful. There's evidence of that. <laughs> so, because you mentioned now, you mentioned Leah Thomas. So you said that you're saying that the so the the tie to Leah Thomas you're saying that this transgender woman the, the prison the inmate uh was a mediocre male inmate and then after <laughs> no, no, the the title Leah Thompson was just like is this fair to lock you know what I'm saying and so is it fair to have her compete against female is it fair to lock um this person up this transgender inmate up with female inmates you know what I'm saying, and like general population, because I mean they they possibly could be taking advantage of their physical dominance over the other inmates. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, I don't want to make no accusations that this wasn't consensual. No, no, I'm not doing <laughs> that either. I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not doing that either. But I'm saying the, po- the it, but the the possibility, you know, what I'm saying exists because just everything in prison isn't necessarily, you know, what I'm saying reported like that. Like that's what I'm just saying. So it's not right. like. Somebody could get stabbed and not tell the people who stabbed them. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could, that's, that's what I mean. Well, so I think prison prison rape as a larger matter, I, I can see where you come from now. As a larger matter, it just happens. Like, it just, sexual abuse in prison is just like, I guess, depending on the prison. I mean, if all, I, the, the show Oz has taught me anything, and this is just something that happens and it's not really reported. 
And I would imagine, I don't know, I get the sense that if it is reported, it's not like, it's like, yeah, what, like, what do you like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So if, if something like, now you're talking about, um, not, I'm not talking about this case, but let's say there's a case where there's a, there's sexual abuse in prison and somebody becomes pregnant. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that, you know, that it's just very, a very different thing that they've never had to deal with. And we're not just talking about just the, the mere fact of, oh, well, this is a prison and someone was pregnant in prison and became pregnant in prison and has nothing to do with a prison guard. This is very different. But aside from that, there's also costs. Like, how do you care for a person like that? Right? Like, before you only have to care for a woman who, at, when they beca- when they walked into the prison, they were already pregnant. All right, we could mm-hmm. care for that. All right, figure that out. But a woman is in jail. Let's say you were in jail for five years. You have been in jail for five years, then boom, you're pregnant as a woman. It's like, yo, what, what? Let's even take a, another, another possibility if if a man becomes pregnant. It's like the prison, the prison <laughs> leaders have to be like, yo, what? What do we do? How do you can How do we legislate this, this right? thing? Yeah. yeah. We don't even have the facilities for this, yeah. It's yeah. it's, and we don't know. And I know, and you know what, Keith, it ain't all perfect talk to define and, and solve every situation that goes on, man. But we really, I I don't know. I, I you know what I'm saying. And I think as time goes on, we'll get more of an understanding and and I guess more of an acceptance and more of a structure around this type of thing. But for now, it's it's kind of like, it's it's figure it out as we go along. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man, but that's another episode in the books, man. Uh Keith, always a pleasure doing an episode with you, my brother. Where can my people find you at on social media? Instagram, me my underscore thirty five. Uh you can find your boy DJ Playboy at Plicka P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y on Instagram. Also check out Perfect Talk uh podcast. We're on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. So make sure you check that out. Check out the website, uh www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Um got big announcements coming with the website within the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Uh also uh, every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast is available on the website in addition to my radio show uh, Money Talks Radio and the Night Shift uh, Night Shift coming back too so look for that uh, also every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts SoundCloud iHeartRadio I Spotify and wherever you know your podcasts are found so leave a rating uh, like it review check us out on YouTube we got a channel up on there so hit us up you know subscribe um yeah, and just, you know, support the whole team, support what we're doing, uh, and we're going to keep things rocking, keep things moving. Uh, Keith, you know, usually I ask you, uh, what are you watching on television nowadays? Um, have you checked out the HBO Max show about the Lakers? I think it's called Winning Time. I'll be honest, I, I canceled my HBO Max. I can't okay. remember what I was watching. I was like, all right, every now and then I have a check to myself, like, I check on myself and say, do I really need this, whatever streaming thing it is? Mm-hmm. And usually it's HBO Max because it costs the most out of everything. I think Netflix okay. is catching up to it in price. It's probably about the same now at this point. But um, so, so I saw the first two episodes. Okay. But- well, I was, I was going to ask you something along the lines because I heard Jerry West um, was very upset about how he's being portrayed in there. Um, and then I guess he, you know, he, when he signed off on it, it was based off of a book that was written, but none of that portrayal of him is in that book so he's he, he doesn't quite understand why he's being represented like that and um but i guess the bigger question because you brought something up just now is do you do you ever find it difficult to let go of some of your streaming services uh like emotionally yeah, like i feel like i i, I do <laughs> it's weird right it's like I, I feel like when they got us to cord cut for some reason it's still like an emotional time like i'm, I'm ready to get rid of uh youtube because gary you know had put me on to youtube tv sorry because gary had put me on to like you know a, a different service um that's gonna save me money so i'm gonna go with that but even so you know there's certain features that aren't gonna be there and i'm just like i've gotten so used to this <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's gonna be but i'm like i gotta you know you gotta do it for the money like every, you know what i mean yeah. if you could save money da 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 so it's like um but I really do find myself emotionally holding on to these services. Like, damn, am I gonna even? Ne- I don't. I don't watch Netflix, but my daughter watches the hell out of it. So even I was ready to give up Netflix, and I, I had to remind myself that she uses it. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, damn. But um, nah. I I, I, I I'm glad you were you because I found out with myself. I was like, is this just me? Is or have they figured out a way to like emotionally tie tie themselves to our like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like our, our mental? Yeah, man. Uh... 
Yeah, it, it could get to, especially with a family. It's like, yeah, I'm about to cut this shit off. And then somebody be like, wait, I'm watching Bridgerton. And I'm like, oh, come on now. So, uh, <laughs> but as far as the, the, the Jerry West joint, I can see how he hates it because I feel as if, I wonder who wrote that show. It felt it feels like a Def Jam comedian wrote the show. And the reason I say that is because all the white characters seem like cartoon, like these cartoonish like weirdos. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of uh, Def Jam, like in early '90s jokes, <laughs> where uh, they, you know, they have a white guy, hey, hey, uh, hey, nigger, <laughs> you know, like that type of thing. <laughs> you know how they, they did the jokes like, over yeah, the top, yeah, yeah. They got the stereotypical hey, voice. They behave a certain type of way. They got an air of racism yeah, hey, to them. So it felt like that, and it's not like not quite like stereotypically um, like that type of whiteness. It's more so like. A lot of guys who they're really successful, but uh, beneath their success, they're fairly mediocre or weird. Mm. So, like uh, Jerry West, you see how successful he is. Uh, he, the Lakers, as a, as an executive at the Lakers, I think um, the Warriors, Clippers, uh, now. The Clippers now, and at some point he stopped through the uh, Memphis. I believe so for a little bit, yeah. All those was good teams, so, 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 either huge rebuilds or whatever. So you see all that success. The show makes him this really bitter, like he worked hard for years. Is one of the best players in the league, and he uh, he only has like one. I think he only has like one championship as a player, and then the whole magic thing, like just made him like a this bitter guy, like. So I could see how he would be upset at the like the whole, but I think that the show was made like half comedy. Like when you, if you were satire to look at it, you would see a bit, right? Like a little bit, yeah. Very they, they satirical, to, like yeah. SNL type satire. And I think Jerry just doesn't get that. I think, and I haven't seen the show myself, so I can't. I'm not gonna judge for him. But he like he's got like former players to like lobby for him. He wants it to be like um, retracted. <laughs> like he's like yo remove I, I'm like I don't they made a whole show what are you gonna do take the whole show down <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of a role he has in it but I'm like yeah and I don't I think you know what I mean it's I don't even know like if you're part of a real life story someone signed off on it right <laughs> someone approved yeah. so it's like yeah you might, you might just have to uh, eat that one Jerry but uh, what are you watching nowadays Keith right now well, I'm watching the play the NBA playoffs Yes, sir. Well, I was watching the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, what, else, what else popped up on on television? Brooklyn might get Atlanta. swept. That's crazy. Yeah, man, three and zero. That's the, <laughs> it's it's uh. Dark. I think all, all all the I was never uh when the the Nets came to Brooklyn. I had already moved out of Brooklyn, so I never had an attachment mm-hmm. to to the Nets. So like sometimes I find myself cheering against them. It, it feels weird. A lot of New Yorkers cheer. A lot of people in New York cheer against them. Like they're not the New York. Like people in Brooklyn cheer for the Knicks. I think more than than the Nets. Yes, it's it's a weird feeling because you know if you're of a certain age, you think of them as as Jersey. I I Mm -hmm. find that a lot of my friends that are like around my age that still that cheer for Brooklyn still live in Brooklyn, so they have Mm -hmm. that connection with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you see the 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 um the merchandise around the town and all that type of stuff or you might even walk walk by it or pass it on a uh, your train stop if on your way to work or something but i didn't have that connection i only see them on tv so you know and then with the all the Kyrie, james harden kevin durant stuff it just yeah it was too it hard for of me players to like coming through there yeah yeah but what you watching uh i, I watched a cold show called severance uh, that was dope. That just finished. I'm watching a lot of shit. Most of the playoffs now, man. If I was to make any recommendations, the playoffs. Really exciting. Really exciting to see some young players doing it. John Morant's killing, although they lost. They lost the the last games 2-2 Minnesota and Memphis. Uh, yeah, man. Playoffs Playoffs is exciting, man. I'm having a good time watching it. That's good, man. Um, Like I said, man, always a pleasure uh, to catch up with you and, and do an episode, man. And you know what I mean? Stay blessed out there, brother. Everybody, you know what I mean? Hold your head. Stay safe. Show some love. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody, um, the victims of the shooting in Brooklyn. Because I, I said it last episode. I did an episode with Niche. And I said, like, that shooting's going to happen. And then, you know, life's going to go on. People just move on to the next thing. So, you know what I mean? Um, luckily, they did catch the guy uh, very, I think, the next day, if I'm not mistaken, or shortly after. Um, 
and and but but we forget about the victims. People got shot like on a train. Like that's just traumatic, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember being a kid. Like that was one of the more traumatic things. Like either like an earthquake could happen and you're trapped on the ground, or somebody could come in there just buck wilding. Because there was someone who shot up a train when we were kids. Um, yeah. So you know what I mean? So. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with the victims of that. Um, luckily, nobody passed away. Um, there was actually like two other mass shootings that weekend, and I think nobody um, or very minimal deaths, if, if any. So, um, but getting shot is whack. <laughs> so I think we forget that, and our thoughts and prayers are still with the victims. So you know what I mean. Hold your head, and uh, we about here. Keep saying goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace.